So a special, special treat for you guys. We have the man, the myth, the legend, the law, Lawrence, what's your middle name, Gamaliel? Gamaliel Rodriguez preaching tonight. Everyone give a hand clap for Jesus. Right? So God has a word for Lawrence, and I believe it's something dear to his heart. As you know, some of you may not know, Lawrence, he started his own clothing brand about a year ago, and it's something that confronts the culture. Because how many of you know right now, culture ain't as good as it seems. You know, it ain't as, uh, as loving as it seems. It's not as friendly as it seems. The culture sometimes is anti-human. It's anti-love. It's anti-gospel. It's, it's not as inclusive, as tolerant as people have made it seem. And Lawrence, what he's, seeing, he's doing with his clothing brand and in his, in his company is that he's finding all the holes that this culture and this worldview has. And what he's doing is he's putting a light on it. He's putting a light on it, and he's pointing people back to Jesus so, man, Lawrence has a special word today, so let's all, let's all just be open and, and pay attention, amen? Woo. Praise God. I'm excited to uh, be able to share with you guys. It's an honor and a privilege, so uh, I hope what I have to share tonight with you, it encourages you, it convicts you, it touches you, and it teaches you God's heart for justice and what justice means and how it applies to you as a believer and how it applies to the world. Um, before we open up the Bible, let's just all bow our heads and close our eyes. Uh, we've had a lot of prayer, but let's have a little bit more. Um, Holy Spirit, come. We love you, Jesus. We exalt you in this place. And God, we pray that you would reveal your heart, God. There's so many things that are on your heart. Lord, we would be here for the rest of our lives, God, having a sermon series on all the things that are dear to your heart. Because there's so many, Lord God, and justice is only the tip of the iceberg. But Lord, I pray that your spirit would lead us, God, on a journey to discover all the other things that are important to your heart, Lord God. Justice matters, Lord God, because it matters to you, God, first and foremost, Lord. Help us understand what matters to you, God, because in all honesty, God, the things that matter to us, Lord God, are so worthless, Lord God. Help us get a heavenly perspective tonight, Lord. We love you, and we are yours, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Praise the Lord. Awesome. Well, I have some notes. I'm going to pull them up on my phone here. Uh, if you guys don't know, the title of today's sermon is His Heart for Justice. Um, praise God. Everybody say justice. Amen. That is a term that a lot of people have coined, especially within the last year and a half or so with all of the different protests, things going on in the news. Uh, you, it doesn't matter how old you might be, everything from Fortnite to the NBA to your CPS uh, school to your curriculum to your music to everything you could possibly think of has been uh, infected, has been tainted by the world's definition of what justice is. Everybody wants to tout justice. Everybody wants to claim justice. Everybody wants to define justice. But we as Christians have to first and foremost know that justice comes from God. Nobody can tell me what justice is. Nobody can tell me what is right or what is wrong? We're about to find out why. But justice does not belong to any man. 
Justice does not belong to any movement because before there was a movement, there was God. Before a person wanted to claim justice, God already existed with justice as a character, as a trait in his heart. So before we move on, uh, Oscar, if you can put up the definition of the word just. Um, very clear, very helpful in understanding what exactly we're talking about tonight. The simple dictionary definition of the word just. Whenever you're ready, Oscar. As he's pulling that up, here we go. <laughs> I was going to say turn your neighbor and uh, ask them their favorite color. We won't do that tonight. Uh, here we go. The word just here, as described by the dictionary, this is what it says. This is how the dictionary defines the word just. Based on or behaving according to what is morally right and fair. Amen. Everybody understand that. The idea of justice, of something being just, it has to do with the concept of that which is morally right and fair, an equal, fair treatment, that which is right, not wrong. That's the, tef that's the definition, that's the term we're looking at tonight, that word just, and that idea of justice. A few questions I would like to pose for you. You can leave that up there, Oscar. As we look at that definition, something that we all need to catch and make sure that we understand there, that last part just is based on behaving according to what is what? Morally right. Morally right and fair. Here's a question for you. Where do morals come from? Who defines what is morally right? Who gets to tell you what's right or what's wrong? Who gets to tell you what's fair? I've seen enough share of my movies where they show us a scene in a high school and they have this bully who thinks it's all cool to like, you know, dump the, the nerd's head in the cereal or something like that, right? In his mind, his idea of what is fair is, hey, I, I can do whatever I want. I'm a big-sized guy. I can push people around, shove somebody into a, a locker. No big deal, no problem, right? In, in, in that person's mind, it seems okay. Not that unfair. I can do what I want. I'm a bully, right? But here's the thing. In order to understand what is just, we have to understand first what is right and what is fair. And who gets to determine what is right and what is fair? As Christians, we go to God. God tells us what is right and what is fair. Without the word of God, without a moral giver, without somebody outside of humanity, we don't know what's right or what's wrong. But by God's grace, praise the Lord, because of the Bible, we can search through scriptures and find out what is clearly a sin, what is wicked, what is wrong, and what is unfair. Again, going back to what I was saying at the very beginning, the idea of what is just only exists within God. You cannot understand justice if you are not on God's team. You cannot claim justice or you cannot claim to be just if you are not standing with God and standing with his word. It is not possible because God is the only one who defines what is right and what is wrong, what is fair, what is moral. Do we all understand that tonight? Amen? Come on, guys. Wake up tonight. So... God is the only one who can define what is morally right 
what is fair because he is the moral giver. He is God. Therefore, he gets to determine what is just, and justice can only exist in God, and without God, you cannot have justice. Now, obviously, there are people, many, in our culture, in our world, who really don't like God. They like to make fun of him. They like to put God down. They like to mock God. They like to mock the Bible and act like they're so smart. They're so intellectual. They got life figured out, and they don't need some higher being to govern them. Because they have a PhD, they have a doctorate, they graduated with a master's in, uh, you know, uh, hedgehog, you know, uh, anthropology, whatever, okay, the study of, of plants. And so they think they know everything. Well, here's the thing. Let's just say for these people that don't want to believe in God, these people that don't want to side with Christianity, how do they then determine what is right and what is fair? Have you ever thought about that? Somebody comes to you and says, hey, I don't need God. I'm not a Christian. I don't need your morals. I don't need you to tell me what is right and wrong. I can figure it out for myself. There's people out there like that. That's why our culture is saying homosexuality is okay. We'll get into that in just a second. But for the person who does not stand with God, because again, if justice exists only within God, then what about the person who's not standing with God? Well, of course, according to the Bible, they don't have no clue what justice is, even if it smacked them upside the head. But they're not going to believe that, and they're not going to say that. So what are they going to say? Really, they only have two options. If we look at history, if we look at our past, there's really only two directions you can go in. If you don't want to serve God and adhere to his definition of what is right, here are the two things you can do. Number one. You could leave it up to the individual. So each of us as individuals, guess what? We're smart enough. We're intellectual. We're human beings. We have it all figured out. We can decide for ourselves, each of us, what is right, what is good. We don't need somebody else to tell us that. We can make the decision off of our own intellect, off of our own experience. Hey, what's good for you? That might not be what's good for me. Let's just leave it up to each other. Okay? If you take God out of the picture and you X him out of the equation of justice, that's what you're left with. Individuals making up their own rules, defining their own set of morals and what is right and what is wrong for them. Individualism. Everybody say individualism. Did I lose you guys already? Everybody say individualism. Amen. If you don't have God, you're only going to be able to go in two different directions. Who's going to call the shots? Well, it's either me. As an individual, I get to do whatever I want. Or here's the second option. Number two, it could be a majority consensus. You know what? There's different isolated crazy people who don't have life all figured out. They're a little on edge. They need some medicine. They need a psychiatrist. They're not able to make decisions for the rest of us. They're a little crazy. Let's just put them on the outskirts of society and let all the smarter, stronger, more abled people come together and let us collectively make up our own rules and let us define for ourselves what is right and what is wrong. Two options. You take God out of the picture. God's not giving you your morals, and God's not telling you what to do, so then what are you left with? Either each of us as individuals 
make up our own decisions and decide what is right or wrong, or a majority, whoever has the most people on their team. Hey, you know what? If I get 100 people, whatever the consensus is within that 100 people must be right then, right? Hey, guess what? If the whole world just comes in agreement and we just all unify together and we're just like one, you know, we're just of one mindset. If everybody in the whole entire world can just get on one page, then we'd be able to make all the right decisions. Right? Again, that's what people think when they take God out of the equation. We just neither, we, we either need to just make up decisions on our own as individuals because we get to determine what is right and wrong, or the strongest, biggest, most talented, smartest intellectual group, majority consensus, then defines what is right, what is wrong, what is just. Everybody understand that today? You with me? Say amen. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go into the word. Everybody say the word. Woo, it's about to go down. Y'all are ready. All right, Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 9. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 9. Here we go. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and... Come on, guys, you got to be following me. Then you will understand what is right and? Come on, Jorge, you with me, bro? Then you will understand what is right and? Come on. So we can only understand what is right and what is just if we go to the Lord. Because from the Lord comes wisdom. From the Lord comes knowledge and understanding. So if we want to understand, like verse 9 is talking about, what really is right, what really is just when people are shooting each other, when what really is right and just when there's corruption and people taking advantage of each other in the government, the only way we can really understand what's going on in our culture, in our society, is if what? We go to the Lord for wisdom, for knowledge, for understanding, because only then will we really know what is just. Only then will we be able to differentiate for ourselves what is true, what is right, what is moral, what is just. Amen. Praise God. Now, let's go back to those two directions. With this verse in mind, we're going to go back to those two directions that people try and attempt to take when they X God out of the equation. Individualism, for instance. Remember, there's two options that people have when they take out of the picture. One is that they just decide for themselves what is right. The other is, guess what? We'll just do it as a group, and whoever has the biggest group wins. First example, if we follow the individualistic mindset to its very end, and if we really apply that, we don't need God, we don't need a higher being to tell us what's right and what's wrong, we can figure it out for ourselves as individuals. Let's look at what culture has to show for people who think like that. Can I get a picture of Jeffrey Epstein Oscar? Amen. For those of you who do not know, I won't get too graphic, don't worry, King's Kids. Um, Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein here, he is a very wicked man. 
Now, if you, for one second, think that you are so much better than this guy, you are about to get a wake-up call tonight. But here's the thing. Jeffrey Epstein trafficked over 100 different girls, minors, slept with them, did sexual things with them, even had a own private island where he brought them to and had his friends come and do stuff to these girls. It was known as Pedophile Island. Anybody know that today? There are people out there, you guys got to wake up to this, there are people out there that are so wicked in their minds, they will create an entire island for themselves to do whatever sick, perverted fantasy they have in their mind. Here's the problem. I'm sure he thought it was okay. I'm sure he thought to himself, hey, I'm not, as far as we know, Jeffrey Epstein didn't, didn't murder any of the, the victims. Hey, you know what? I'm not a murderer. I'm not killing them. Hey, I'm, I'm paying the money. He paid the money. You know what? I'm flying them out to this very nice resort and this very nice island. It's away from everything else. I'm a pretty good guy. I'm taking these poor girls who have no future. Nobody loves them. Nobody knows who they are. And yeah, I'll use them for a few pleasures of mine, but look, in the greater scheme, I'm really doing something good. See how far somebody can go when they make the calls and they decide for themselves what's right and what's wrong? Jeffrey Epstein there with two of the victims that he probably was trafficking at that time. Next picture, can I get the picture of the woman? There we go. This happened a few, maybe like last week, Amber something, something, something. She was arrested in Indiana. Now, I don't know when you look at this picture how bad of a person you may think she looks like. I mean, honestly, I probably see somebody like that going to Walmart or 7-Eleven. Who knows? Could walk past somebody like this. Don't, don't, don't think a thing, you know? But here's what this person did. They took a child, well, their own child. They took their child. Their child was crying. They didn't really like it. It was annoying them. It was getting on their nerves. This child kept crying. The mom was like, you know, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Takes her baby and puts her baby's face to a lighter. Starts to burn the baby's face off. Yes, this exists. Daniel, would you like somebody to do that to you? No. Praise the Lord. People do this stuff. Because that's where you go when you take God out of the equation and you can do whatever you want. See, this lady thought to herself, hey, I can decide for myself what's right, what's fair, what's just, what's moral. I'm going to put my baby's face to a lighter. It's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal. Fortunately, she did not stop there. She took her kid's face from the lighter, then to a running treadmill, and put the baby's face into the treadmill. This is real life. She's now arrested. And, but clearly, we can see from her example and Jeffrey Epstein's example, if you just make the calls for yourself as an individual, you will end up just as bad as these people. You have no clue how to determine what's right and what's wrong. We live in a very wicked and evil world. But those are just the fringe, extreme cases. If we just put those really bad people away as groups, as collective majorities, guess what? We can get the best of both worlds and team up and just all of the good people get together and we'll, we'll be able to create some utopian society and there'll be no evil or no bad things happening ever. We've seen where the individualistic path takes us. Now let's look at the group 
mentality. Again, the majority consensus. If we can go to uh, the picture of the China, China arresting Christians. There we go. This is what's going on in China right now. They are persecuting our brothers and sisters in Christ because as a government, they just decided churches shouldn't meet. And guess what? They just decided as a nation, let's just tear down the churches. Oh, but they're having church. They're in the middle of their service. They're, they have you know, women and children. There doesn't matter. Let's just bust in the service, drag out the women, drag out the children, drag out the men. Let's throw them in prisons. That's what's happening right now in China a nation of millions, and there is a very organized government probably looked at as very sophisticated doing things that are extremely barbaric. They are beating innocent Christians simply for their faith. That is what a organized majority consensus has decided to do. And China doesn't seem like they've made a very moral decision there, but that's only the start. Let's go to the North Korean picture. Here in North Korea, they have over 200,000 people locked up in modern-day concentration camps. See the stuff you saw about the Holocaust and how they killed Jews and had them do very heavy labor? Well, that's still going on, actually. It's going on in North Korea, but we're talking uh, women, men, children. They're, They're all there. They're forced to labor and work hard in these freezing environments, barely given food. They're tortured. They're beat. Very inhumane. As a matter of fact, recently, the leader of North Korea called for all the dogs to be brought into the government. They're confiscating dogs now because there's a food shortage. Doesn't seem very fair, does it? Doesn't seem very just that innocent people are being sent to concentration camps. But that's what happens when you take God out of the equation. That's what happens and that's what you're left with when God doesn't exist and he's not a part of your life. I wish that was it. Just in America, such a smart nation, intellectual nation, sophisticated nation, if you can put a picture of the baby, over 57 million of these babies have been murdered, killed inside the womb. 57 million of these children killed since Roe v. Wade, 1970s. As an organized collective majority, government officials came together and they said, you know what, we're so smart. We got it all together. We don't need God. We can take God out of the schools. We don't have to teach that stuff. Let's just start killing babies now. I'm sorry, but I don't get my definition of what's right, fair, and just from man. I get it from God. And God's word says that murder is wrong. But if 57 million lives being aborted doesn't move your heart, perhaps this will. Can I get the picture of the child? Over 20 to 40 million people today are trafficked. Modern day slavery. Thought slavery ended with the Emancipation Act. Wake up, y'all. There's millions of slaves existing today who have no rights cannot speak for themselves, are treated like animals right now. Josie, how old are you again? 13? 14, sorry. There's 14-year-olds right now in Saudi Arabia who are slaves. 
Their master tells them to sleep with 10 different men. They have to do it. Y'all understand that's what happens when we take God out of the picture? And here's the reason why I kind of grouped it in with the majority consensus. It's because it doesn't, you're not able to traffic tens of millions of people with just a few individuals. You need some very organized and sophisticated collections, collectives, groups of people coming together. So clearly individuals can't figure it out. Clearly groups can't figure it out. Then how on earth are we supposed to figure out what's right and fair? The word of God. Really quick, you might be saying to yourself, hey, I'm not like these evil, wicked people. You just picked out the worst of the bunch. I'm actually a really good kid, Lawrence. I didn't do half of those stuff. I'm still, I'm still good. I never trafficked anybody. I never killed anybody. I never even had an abortion. Well, good for you. Let's turn to Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 18. This is what God wants to share with you tonight, an encouraging word. What shall we conclude then? Do we have an advantage? Not at all. For we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. This is what happens to a godless person, a godless society, godless people. They are under sin. And that's what sin does, and that's what sin will lead you to. Don't think for a second you are above Jeffrey Epstein. Don't think for a second you're above North Korea putting people in uh, concentration camps. I guarantee you, if we put some of you in those nations, and they ask you, hey, should we send this person to the concentration camp? And you knew if you stood up for that person who was being falsely charged, they would shoot you on sight. You would be one of the highest representatives for the North Korean government. Don't fool us, guys. You wouldn't be able to stand up to nobody. Because you don't even know what's right and what's wrong at the end of the day. All are under sin. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good. Not even one. Their throats are open graves. Next passage. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways. And the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. How on earth did we get to this state in our nation and around the world of such injustice? It's because people are not seeking God. They don't have the wisdom of God. Oh, you can't fool me. You think you're so smart, you just get with all your little buddies and you hold up a sign and you think you're going to end injustice. Friends, if you are not standing on the word of God, you are the one causing the injustice. You are a part of the problem, not a part of the solution. And the problem is sin. Let's go to another verse, Psalms chapter 7, verses 11 through 17. I'm going to go ahead and read it here in the NET, New English Translation. Words it a little bit better, I feel. But here's what it says. God is a just judge. He is angry throughout the day. If a person does not repent, God sharpens his sword and prepares to shoot his bow. He prepares to use deadly weapons against him. Against who? The person who hasn't repented. Oh, you think that you're just cool. 
you're a good person. I haven't committed those really bad sins. No, if you haven't repented in your heart and you're living in rebellion, you are a part of the injustice and God is getting ready to snuff you out. He gets ready to shoot flaming arrows. See the one who is pregnant with wickedness, who conceives destructive plans and gives birth to harmful lies. He digs a pit and then falls into the hole he has made. He becomes the victim of his own destructive plans and the violence he intended for others falls on his own head. I will thank the Lord for his justice. I will sing praises to the sovereign Lord. Whose side are you on today, friends? Are you truly on the side of justice? then if you are, you're going to stand with the word of God. You're going to call Jesus Lord and Savior. If you want to be able to distinguish what is right and what is wrong, if you really want to be able to figure out when you're taking in all this information and you're seeing all these differences happen, if incidents happen across the nation, you want to be able to figure, well, was this fair? Was this unjust? Should this have happened? Friends, the only way you can navigate that is through the word. You need the wisdom from God, just like we looked at in Proverbs. If you seek God and his wisdom, then you will understand what is right and just. But without God, this is what you're left to. An unrepentant heart that has been condemned to sin. And, of course, sin that leads to death. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Somebody say good news. It's about to get good, guys. Don't worry. Verse 9. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Oh, I just love that word, wrongdoers. What do you think wrongdoers are doing? They're doing wrong. Is lying to your parents wrong? Is cheating on your test wrong? Is thinking sexual lust, lustful thoughts wrong? Is cursing wrong? Is holding anger and bitterness in your heart towards people wrong? Is having pride in your heart wrong? Do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. This culture loves to try and deceive people into thinking they have a higher morality. They have a higher wisdom. They have a higher form of justice. They can tell you what's fair. No, don't be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. If that is what you are, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You will only cause injustice. You will only be a proponent of injustice. If you don't have Christ, guess what? You are blind, wandering around with no direction and have no compass, no clue for where it was right and for what is wrong. And God forbid, I will never come to you and ask you to figure out for me what is fair or what is just because you have no clue what is if you do not know God. But praise God for verse 11. It says this, and that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. If we can all stand. See, friends, without Jesus Christ, we don't have a compass for what is just. 
What is Right. Oscar, if you can put on a nice, soft worship music video. If you don't have, sorry, not a video. You can leave that verse up. Just a worship song in the background. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you are not able to tell what is right or what is wrong. You can't differentiate between the two. Don't deceive yourself. Don't let some, some after-school program try and brainwash you and program into you what they think is fair, what they think is just. Friends, the only way we can know what is right and wrong is through the word of God. Guess what? The only way I can know that slavery is wrong is not because a group of people thought it was okay to have slaves as personal property. No, praise God it wasn't because of a group of people. No, it's the word of God that tells me slavery is wrong. The only way I know that murder of innocent babies is wrong is because the Bible tells me that murdering innocent lives, children, is wrong, is a sin. I don't get my morals from, from some television star. I don't get my morals from some sexually perverse actor or actress. I don't get my morals. I don't get my sense of justice from some TV personality. It comes from God, Jesus, who is justice. But if you don't have God, you are living in injustice yourself and you're causing it in this world. If we want to see injustice removed, it starts with our own hearts. It starts with us. We want to stand for justice first and foremost. You could better stand with Jesus. If you stand with justice, I'll guarantee you, you'll be able to see all the unjust things that are going on in the world and you'll be able to respond rightly because you would have had connected with the wisdom of the Lord and the understanding that God gives to people who then understand and are able to tell what's right and what's wrong. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. If I can have the altar workers come up. If you right now are living in sin, you are not a believer, you are not on God's team, you think that you can call the shots. You think that you and your five friends are able to decide what's fair, what's right, and what's just. If that's you, you need to repent right now. And you need to come up to these altars and you need to make it right for, with, with God. You need to renounce your fake set of morals that you're carrying around for yourself to make yourself feel better and act as if you're some kind of righteous person you're not. You're a hypocrite. You need to repent and live for Jesus. Once you start living for Jesus, you'll be able to know what's right and wrong. Only when you live for Jesus will you be able to tell what's moral, what's fair. If that is you and you are not living for God and you are calling the shots, you are your own boss and you know if you were to die today, you would not go to heaven. You need to come up to these altars and you need to make it right tonight. You need to repent. That's this first altar call. The second altar call is simply for anybody who wants to be able to understand justice more. Maybe you are living for God, but you know what? You see all the chaos happening in this world, and you want to say, you know what? I want to, I, I want to be a part of the answer. I want to be a part of the solution. God, give me wisdom. God, show me what's fair. Show me what's just. When, when all these different cultures and, 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 and causes and movements are voicing their opinion, Lord, what do you say? If you want more understanding and wisdom about what true justice looks like, come up. We'll pray for you. Because we would love to see justice warriors arise. But the only way you can be a justice warrior is if you're a Jesus warrior first. 
Who wants to be a Jesus warrior? Come up. We'll pray for you. Two altar calls. That is who we're calling up tonight. Oscar, you can turn up the music for the next few moments. You and God right now, whose side are you on? In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. 